Dude, fuck service. I'm so over everybody's service that they've been giving me lately. <laughs> what service? Dude, that's exactly. what I'm talking about. Slam. Here's the thing. Pandemic. All right. Pandemic happened. Slash is happening. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I We've got some fatigue way. Don't get too triggered. It's fine. <clears throat> but what's up with tips, dude? Motherfuckers. Like, like not tipping? What do you mean? No, dude. It's like. I'll go get a takeout order, which I don't do that oh, often. Right. I just, um, I don't love to do it. But I know. Yeah. It's like there's a takeout order and then the tip screen pops up. And like the default tip percentage is just creeping up and up and up mm. and up where it used to be 15%. And right. now it's like starting it's at 18%. 18 plus, like yeah. Up to 23. Right. And I'm just kind of like, what am I tipping for exactly? Like, right. Because you're not tipping. I'm not tipping for service because there is none. Right. I'm tipping, tipping kind of in chefs. good faith, which I'm happy to do, especially during in the middle of the pandemic. Sure. Everyone's having a really hard time. I can afford to tip a little bit more. Not a big deal. But at some point, it's like I went in to get this pickup order and I was like, yeah, I'm picking up an order name for Chris. And they're like, just super weird to me and like not very nice. Right. And also slightly confused and then want a tip of 23%. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's funny that people maybe forget mm -hmm. that. Yes, there are like, there's industry standards that we would love to, to earn and gain. Right. There's the, the one we've talked about forever, which is like, if you're a bartender, you're automatically getting at least a dollar a drink and that's give or take most likely though. That's kind mm -hmm. of your average. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> And maybe that to me makes a little more sense even in coffee. It's still less than what people are asking for. And what I'm getting to essentially is like people forget that the tip is supposed to be a direct correlation to how well you serve somebody. So like, yeah, maybe you should get a minimum, but you shouldn't get more just because it's harder in the world as a blanket statement, like I, again, like you said, I'm, yeah. ha I'm happy and I also, also am very much guilty for over tipping when people don't give me good service. 100%, like across the board, I over tip. I've been made fun of for it many times. They're like, dude, that person, it's just a thing. Yeah. I do it be, and it's so sort of out of guilt and it's sort of for the same reason, but I'm trying to actually live more in the space of like, I almost want to be able to give the feedback and be like, I would have tipped you more if you would have done something more, but you didn't actually give good service. So I'm still tipping you, but you missed out on, on some money. And That's what I'm saying. I wish there was a way to do that without it. But most people think that we, the guest doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about, like a Yelp review. So they go, fuck that person. You know what I'm saying? Right, but this is, yeah, I mean. I mean, we're not them. No. And a lot of people aren't them, but as a whole, because there isn't a clear, like, there isn't a consistency in what guests expect, and there's no grace from the wrong guests that people automatically live in the defense. Because I, I really wish I could do that in a, in a way that mattered and was helpful. And I guess that's why we started a business. Yeah, I mostly <laughs> want to be able to leave a smaller tip and not feel guilty about it. Right. I mean, and you could, we could always do that, but you can't as well now with the digital thing. Cause then you like, whatever you push in there, they flip around and they see very quickly, whatever you put in there before it goes away. So they know like right in your face, like what you did or did not do most of yeah, the time. And that's the thing I don't want to feel bad about. Yeah. So, and then you have to adjust it. Okay. Because 
and I think we have this on ours too, but I think it's so fucking annoying. Where you get to put custom? Up until a certain point, you have $1, $2, $3 sure. and then it goes is to the default tips. And then at some threshold, it switches to percentages, yeah. and the number that you would tip jumps astronomically. Percentages on food are significant compared to percentages on coffee, right? It's like 15% yeah. on a $50 order is a pretty significant tip. So I'm like, mm, I don't know. I don't want to leave you 23% for doing right, for handing not me a great food. job, for handing me food, right. because that's what I paid for the food yeah. for. I want to tip the person who cooked my food. Yeah, and there's no... And or I want I actually what I, what I actually want is I want the restaurant that the person works for to pay the person. Well, yeah, <laughs> which then, is our goal too. And the then long set up a situation where you can earn your tips, which I feel like that is our, you know, if you create a space where people feel good about tipping more, that's awesome. Sure, you know, um, which we so if, if we can create a space that like. makes people feel good about tipping higher, that's great because it's great for the people. But I'm just like, dude, what the. F- like, I don't want to have to do that. Like, okay, I don't want to leave 23% or even 18%. So, yeah, then you're right. I got to hit the custom button, and I got to mm-hmm. type in one, and then I accidentally hit one zero, and then it, like, goes to 10, and then I got to go back out and then hit one. And I'm like, it doesn't show the decimal point. And am I leaving one or am I leaving 100? I don't know what the fuck's going on. It's just, just ha- if, you, if you work at a coffee shop, fucking one, two, three, motherfucker. It's like... <laughs> You don't get percentages on coffee. I don't care how many fucking pancakes you're serving me on the side. It's like a dollar per transaction. Unless you're really going above and beyond, then right. I can hit then I can hit the custom and just fucking make it rain. But it's like, dude, I don't know. I feel put off. I honestly feel put off. Really? Yeah. yeah. Fucking hate it. It's so presumptuous, especially when they have the POS right next to you. Like, like you said, they're waiting. They're like looking at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like. And what am I like? I, yeah, I know I'm a broken record. I'm just trying to figure it out. It's like, what am I tipping for? You're not bringing it to my table. You're not really that nice to me. You're not even that good at your job. Yeah, and I'm sprinkling you because of what? It's not even necessarily your fault. No, it's, it's just like the nobody. Tra- we live nobody in. trained you. Yeah, I mean, nobody if you go to has, Europe, there's no tips. Nobody has any expectations for you, and I. It's. You know, obviously, we're going to have tips forever in America because we're too big of a country. People want to feel like they're in control, you know, and that's the biggest thing, I think. I think they are in control, and that's why we have to tip. And usually, because they won't, we don't have the kind of infrastructure that allows for proper pay to survive anymore, or yet, or both. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, you go to Europe and places, people have a job that they pay well to do that job, even if it's coffee. It's enough to, like, do something with your life. Not perfect. Yeah, I don't know how it works. All I know is Americans don't like being told what to do. So if you're an American and you <laughs> bought, let's say, let's just do simple math. Let's say you bought $4 of coffee every day and tipped $2. Mm-hmm. You are more than happy to part with your $6 every day, no questions asked. And you're in control of that extra $2, even right. though you would give it every time. And if the same thing just actually cost $6, you'd be like, no. Right even though you're spending the same amount of money because on, in one situation you're in control or it feels like you're in control mm. and you get to be like the status guy of like, I tipped $2 instead of one because right. I'm a straight I'm a baller and <laughs> it would just be way easier if we could do, you know, six bucks. And maybe we're like, if we could actually there. just charge more money, that would be fine. Pay more money. And I don't fucking know. I'm just, I'm just like, I'm actually, here's my end game, end game. If you're going to have, a window for a tip on your POS, 
you just need to have the service that matches the fucking amounts that you're yeah, asking for. I think that makes the most sense, right? It's like, just do the fucking work. Right. Motherfucker. Show just up. Try. Right. Just give them the do, bottom like, and give them a top. Give me the service and I'll give you the money. <clears throat> and if you don't give me the service, then I have to feel extra bad about not giving you the money, especially in Santa Cruz, because then I'm the fucking asshole that owns Cat and Cloud and doesn't <laughs> even tip the service workers. <laughs> and it's super, that's like the most expensive city, second most expensive like, city in the United oh, States. Oh, that guy owns Cat and Cloud, he doesn't even leave a tip. It's I'm like, like, hey, dude, it's not my fault that you suck, okay? <laughs> like, just fucking get Isn't your shit Isn't it cool together. that we're more expensive than San Francisco now, for the time being? Isn't that Makes sense. Awesome? San Francisco's a fucking shithole. I know, but at the same time... It was the one. It was Manhattan. I know. It was like us. the standard. But it, we're it, in a small town. Like it was the like world. the high rent on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God. It's so expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I, we might not be number two now, but it, it was Manhattan, San Francisco, Santa Cruz. <clears> and <throat> I know that we're more expensive than San Francisco. So unless another city is taken number two. I mean, there are jumped. more expensive places to live. Like, I th- Maybe. Oh, no, for sure. I mean, you think places like laguna beach or malibu oh, are like more expensive maybe. like for sure yeah. there's like there some there's some weird flux in the numbers like how like, they it's like, like some kind of in? per capita thing but we're not the most expensive city to live at in the like country. in the united yeah in the united states well how in the world did we get on the same list then be just behind san francisco i probably is just one of those things like when they do it in eater or whatever one of those things where it's like they find and they don't include everybody. It's yeah. like we got in the one for coffee and like we're number three of some shenanigans in the one that we're not included in others because of whatever reason. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, let's Google what's the most expensive. Most expensive cities? Yeah. To live in? Google that shit. I'm going to. Expensive. We're going to do this together. Expensive cities we're to Googling. rent. I'm seeing Seattle. I'm seeing, yeah, it's probably seeing Oakland. In U.S. So we're probably highest rent I'm in the U.S. Hawaii. I bet you it's all. Yeah, it's probably changed. Manhattan. Manhattan. So it used to be Manhattan, San Francisco, us. It's hard to tell, though, because I do agree with you. When I talk to people who are in our sphere, which we're not super ballers, but people who are just generally looking to find normal-ass places to live, mm-hmm. uh, it seems to be... Oh, a little, a little bit yeah, more expensive no, here than is, in the city. They're you know? not going <clears> to, <throat> for whatever reason, we're just not included because there is, so average rent by city, 2020, medium one bedroom. Um, we're above that shit. Like a one bedroom, we're probably in the 2,500 range. And that's more than San Jose on this list. Mm. We would be number three behind San Francisco and New York as of 2020 interesting so like yeah for whatever anyway reason. it's a lot of money to live here yeah boston's up there not damn dude san francisco was 3500 in 25 in 2020 for a one bedroom 3500 for a one bedroom yeah dude that's crazy so sad dude and then you can go visit the strip mall mission new york it used to be cool but now it's just bullshit stores wow, that nobody wants to go to what a world no stress there guys pretty psyched the cat and cloud podcast is sponsored by steeped coffee steeped coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag you don't need a machine you don't have to make a mess no matter where you are all you have to do is add hot water each steep pack is individually sealed in nitrogen flush so it stays fresh and it's got this special immersion filter and the filter is ultrasonic sealed which means it's sealed together with no glue no staples so there's no weird stuff floating around in your coffee 
steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable, and they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on steeped coffee at steepedcoffee.com. That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying steeped or having your favorite roaster reach out and get in touch. If you happen to be in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry and make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. Switching gears, how do you feel about TikTok? Let's talk about TikTok. Never, never used it. Never it's used it. It's just another thing to, for me to, for somebody to figure out. All right, that's good. Why do you doubt you're gonna do it? No, I, I was thinking about it. I got it right when it came out because you know people like Reezy were like, get on TikTok, get on Snapchat, get on um, what's the one where you sing the music that never actually took off because TikTok took it over. Like, get on all those, and I'm like okay and then i get on and i'm like i don't there's want nothing there to, yeah i mean there's something there if you care a lot but i'm like if i want to make music i want to do what i'm doing now like make something organic and authentic and i don't know man if i want to be funny i want to be funny how i want to be funny i don't want to be i thought vine was kind of funny to watch for those people who like care see that's what i was curious <clears throat> about experimenting with vine. like different yeah yeah with different social media things because okay this is where I was going with it. Even though I hate fucking social media, it's like the worst thing ever. It's like the biggest waste of time and goes against everything that I love, which is doing big long-term projects. Right. But I was kind of curious as to how I would use social media if I absolutely gave no fucks about who was watching it. Mm. Like what? How would that's I create? That's where TikTok could be for you. you I, that's, that. yeah, that's what I was kind of curious. Like, I'm gonna I don't do a new thing. I, I don't know if I'm gonna do it, but I was like, I, it would be cool to experiment with that because with Instagram, you get to a certain size and you're kind yeah, of in a lane. It feels sorts. like everything's higher stakes a yeah. little bit, you know, where people are, you know, that people are looking to you for certain things. Sure. And if you're too far outside of that, it's just kind of weird, even though it's your thing. Yeah. You know, because at some point Instagram turns into it's a mini website basically yeah. right so you're I don't know it's like what would it be like if I if no one watched me and I was just doing goofy weird shit well the thing about you though is that you I mean if if we were fucking around and and you and some of your squad were you you make funny stuff when you're like allow yourself to do that but because of Instagram, you don't really allow yourself to do that very much right it's like what if I took all those weird <laughs> videos that we make when we're just fucking around? I mean, we should have put those some somewhere. strange ass music behind them, and it's like this is Jared eating mushrooms <laughs> and pouring weird latte art. We're talking about in our cafe, by the way. <laughs> I mean, but that stuff people would enjoy. That that's the thing, what and I've always weekends. I've always believed that it just comes down to where's our lane to put it. Yeah, because the I mean, dude, Lily's chocolates like those things are funny to people. They're funny to us, if nothing else. I and know, like, I that's all that really everywhere. matters. But it doesn't fit on either of our Instagram properly. Lily, why don't you sponsor Jared, bro? Because I haven't really talked about my diabetes in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have diabetes. But we, I mean, <clears throat> those things are very fun and funny and cathartic for me when I can just blow off steam and do that shit and laugh with you and people. So, I mean, I, I back the idea. Yeah, I'm probably not going to do it. Yeah, but then it takes energy, right? And that's, it has to all be spontaneous. And so for you, like you already know how to use Instagram a lot. It's like, just maybe we just have, maybe we have a cat and cloud Patreon Instagram where we just do that shit. And it's like, get ready. You're not getting anything you want. You're getting everything you need. (laughs) 
And the cool thing about doing another platform or something where people aren't looking is that if you don't do anything for three weeks, it's not a big deal. Yeah. You know? I personally have less of a... I've beca- I'm beginning to be less, like, caring about that. I'm like, dude, my Instagram is going to be coffee and whatever the fuck I want it to be. And if you want to follow me along, great. Like, I'm me. That's my brand. <laughs> Enjoy. And then I'm more than that for sure. But at the same time, like, I just I never curated it enough. I still want to talk about what I want to talk about, but I think I'm starting to lose that care. I don't know if it's gonna help or anything, but it's Instagram, like yeah. for me, where I'll end up getting the long term truth is probably how we do our business and some of the things that come out of that, and some of this for sure too. But I'm also kind of at the beginning of a whole new whole new world of journey. Yeah. Not that, and you're totally not doing anything wrong. I'm not saying that at Dude, all. Dude, what? <laughs> I'm, and I'm also no, not- I don't know. No, I'm just. This is all just ideas. I, I'm, I'm actually kind of um, curious about he, how like how people sh- share what they're what they're working on, and then is there a point at which everything becomes just fake and corny? Because I'm, I was looking at some. TikTok's weird. So Instagram, half of Instagram is basically people reposting TikToks now anyway. It seems like yeah. It a lot seems of like it. Yeah, and I don't you can surf find that easy. I, I don't surf that much, but when I do, I'm really <clears throat> intrigued because some things that I look at, if you can escape from the vanity of the situation, mm. they kind of get down to the essence of things. Like if you watch a makeup tutorial, right. I think it's pretty fantastic that kids are able to capture the essence of a makeup tutorial right. in 15 or 30 seconds. Like that's kind of rad where it, it breaks down learning into these essential things, you know? Sure. It's like this, that, boom, boom. Right. Step, you learn step one through five, you learn quickly and you're kind of forced to put ideas into mm-hmm. a, a really tight space, which is kind of cool for sharing yeah. ideas. If you can explain what you're about and, you know, pitch an idea really simply, that's it'll, cool. It'll make you, become more concise clear and direct in the message you want to share so i think that's cool and then the other half of it is just incredibly just contrived things that make no sense like i was this is the most pathetic shit i ever seen and i'm like if i ever do this just fucking take me outside and shoot me is i'm you know looking at skate stuff yeah and i see there's this one girl who there's this can of it i think it's like saint ali it's like cold brew sitting on a curb and then she just like grinds on the curb in slow motion and grabs the coffee can and like rides away. And I'm like, what the fuck? No, like 2000, that sh- that 2010 sh- called like that shit. This doesn't fucking ha- like, what is this? And then I was, you know, then I was in a moment of weakness. So I looked at the profile on Instagram, millions of followers and the, well, no, the first line, it's like thousands of followers. But yeah. then the first line on the profile is TikTok. 1.8 million and i'm like man if i ever get that's th- actually if i, I mean, ever yeah. get that pathetic like so pathetic that it's like i'm on one social media site and my telling whole thing is one. to tell you how much i am worth because i to show you how like a lot of I people need to, do that i need to claim my value <laughs> and like i know there's only like twenty thousand here but there's two million people looking at me on this other thing it's like oh that's i yeah, hate it people hate, do that a lot i hate that that's the lead-in like what are you about oh, i have 1.8 million followers on tiktok it's like what the fuck now yeah. I realize I'm just ranting about shit, but whatever. <laughs> You're in a ranting mood today. I'm kind of in a ranting mood because I just, I'm fucking angry, dude. I'm angry about a lot of stuff. I'm angry about. <laughs> Me too, man. Everything. <laughs> I'm more, I'm trying to figure out. 
I don't know. Somebody wrote me a little thing, and it was both affirming and intimidating, right? They're like, have you done a podcast or done like a full share of your life story? And I'm like, no, I don't think I'm quite there yet. And they're like, you should write about it or share it or whatever. And like, like the, the full version. And I'm like, and they're, they probably would say the same thing to you if you don't, cause you don't check your messages. So you probably have like a thousand of those. I will tell you my life story. <laughs> but I was like, I don't know, man. I kind of feel like why my life. And then they're like, well, we, I follow you for a lot of different reasons. And it just seems like you have stuff that would help a lot of people and like so part of me where i'm going with that is i was like well that's an intimidating and humbling and also affirming thing because i don't necessarily feel with the exception of yes we started a business and we have a podcast and we've been around and we've been sharing kind of openly the affirmation to me is like we're sharing stuff that people are uncomfortable sharing sometimes and they probably are also going through a similar version of whatever we're going through in some capacity so Mm -hmm the affirmation is like, maybe it doesn't matter as long as you're willing to just kind of like be raw and share it. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. And that's not necessarily comfortable or cool or, and and to me also it's, it's kind of intimidating in the context of like, I don't like feeling like I would be, say I wrote some shit, which is sounds like, I don't know if I've ever thought like really about writing some shit like that, but it's like, cool. What if you write a whole book And it's just like, this is what happened to me. For me, I want to like have the lessons learned and like maybe they'll be there, maybe they won't. But like when I hear that originally, that idea of like, just write it, like whatever, the life story, talk about it, share it in the thing. I'm like, I kind of want to have like the learning lessons along the way, not just share it. And then the person was like, well, I think part of it's just sharing your experience is what matters. And I'm like, man, this is like such a, I'm like, cool, thanks for sharing. I don't know. I'm not there yet, but that's an interesting thing that you feel like it's worth sharing. And that's kind of where I sat with it. And that was like two days ago or something like that. Yeah, I got mixed emotions on that one. Me too, right? I, 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 I've, dude, okay. Everyone's got these amazing things that happen to them and we have lessons that we can learn from everybody. Right. But I feel like, like in line with you, like simply just writing your life story is lazy. If you're not going to take it and distill it and pull out the useful chunks it's i get that people relate to things Mm -hmm. but if i if you wrote a book that was just this is me and people were relating to it that's inspiration that comes and goes if you Mm. can take places where you've really excelled right and i think that's the key is because everybody goes through challenges but you mm. have to be able to overcome them in order to have something to offer right i think because the pain pain is built into life not everybody yeah. that is experiencing pain at any given time it's not always something good or positive or even a learning moment that comes out of that like no yeah it's it's just always going to ebb and flow it, it it ebbs and flows right i i guess maybe i'm just yeah I'm not articulating well today because I'm just so, I'm just so. Are you grumpy today? No, I'm actually was so hyped about that break dancing and all the skating and shit. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. I, everything could be so tight, but everyone's just a fucking bitch. Like everybody is just like out of control. It's like share your life story. It's like, yeah, okay. Like that's right. But why, why, why? And I'm looking, mm. you know, backed on the social media train it's right like, you're on a slippery slope to where everyone's like one or two degrees away from being a self-help guru 
you know? Oh, I know. And you I, hate that I, idea. You know, yeah. the, the latest book that I read was by those minimalist guys. Right. And really, one of the guys is the guy who actually writes the book. But And they're the most – And on one end, there's some good stuff in the book. They annoy me. About, oh, they're terrible. But, well, here's – Here's why. They're great and terrible at the same time. Yeah. So I think they have a couple... I think it started pure and it got lame. That's uh, all I'm saying. This is a, my experience with the book exactly. There's okay. a couple like key examples of things that they do where I'm like, oh, if you could integrate these things into your life, you would probably be better off sure. for it. But the way the book is, they take their main zone, which is minimalism, yeah. and then they've expanded on it so much to where now they're life experts and Mm. for some reason i'm supposed to listen to them in all aspects of everything that they do and i feel like with like they're somehow so healthy now because of this right which is probably not true in ways that are like far beyond minimalism you know gurus Mm. and i think that's the danger of just simply oh i'm writing a life story it's like everybody's like one or two steps away from being a guru it's like Mm. what are you really good at what do you really have to offer? And yeah. your whole life story might inform that. And if like maybe someday there are clues that can, you know, we can kind of like peel back put, the onion yeah. and, put and the pieces s- together and see. Yeah. But when people tell me that I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like I really got to stick into a lane. Like what have I been able to really do well? And what have I been able to really learn because of that? And that's where I I agree. Like I think sharing, I think sharing the gnarly story, uh, it shows people the path of overcoming or what shaped you to be a way that you had to overcome something. So say it's like some deep trauma from a childhood and everybody's like, well, that's so gnarly. And it's like, yeah. And then because of that, I lived this way and this belief system for a very, very long time, which is at that point just sharing. But the difference could be, and I'm not, I, I very much agree. It has to be what you learned and how you overcame and what you've become because of. It can't just be like a, essentially a sob story, like, emotional me, dump. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And even if there is a moment of that, it needs to be very much backed up with like a, it needs to be more direct and simple. Like that was a really shitty thing. Own that thing. And like, because of that, I carried this and this is where I had to learn. And I didn't learn for a long time, nor did I address. And that, that's a different part of it that I very much agree with. Like helping people to see a better perspective and context of who you are. I think there's power in that part, but I very much agree. Just sharing the story to share the story is, is lazy. Cause it's like, I mean, unless it's literally one of those amazing stories where somehow like you're Walt Disney, right? And you like share your story to becoming Walt Disney. But that's also in retrospect, like when Walt Disney wrote what well, could have wrote, whatever they were out, it was in the middle of their whole thing. Like it was still not time. And he was like, you know what I'm saying? Like he could have wrote a lot of shit, but it was like still in the middle of it all. Still learning. I guess learning happens forever. Learning so, happens forever, but the only reason anybody cares about Walt Disney is ultimately is what, what he was able to he create, was able to not create. what he overcame in creating it necessarily. Right. You know, it's like no, it's the secondary yeah, they're, part of the story. They're, yeah, there are obstacles on it. It's like it just makes him more. No one would give a shit that a Michael legend. Jordan got cut 
from varsity if he wasn't if the he best wasn't ever. Michael Jordan. Like exactly. if he didn't end up being who he was, like the story isn't worth anything. It's like a thousand kids got cut from varsity. Yeah. Also, it's like not really that weird. Like he was a freshman trying out for varsity. Of course right. he got cut. Everybody yeah. got cut. Michael Jordan. Like got some cut. skinny short kid got cut right. from the varsity. And then he team. grew six inches in and it's not even inches. really yeah, it's like okay. Right. Cool That's story, not, bro. <laughs> right, right, right. It'd be like, you know, totally. there's, there's like, nothing there. I had to play JV my freshman year. <laughs> and then uh, now I own a business. And I think, and like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's super weird how people get it twisted because in, so if you're watching, you know, Come Fly With Me, Michael Jordan's Playground, or no, even the, the whatever, the, what was the new one that was fucking awesome? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Last Dance. Last Dance. There's always, there's always the mention of that thing those but moments the, like that moment specifically oh, getting, getting not cut. making the team right which ignited something in him yeah but i'm like no that's just a weird frivolous detail that has nothing to do with anything that he would become like mm. i don't f- like he would have become that either way fuck yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. just such a fringe detail and it's just it's literally there for story it's in my mind like he's, well it probably is he would be michael jordan regardless like yeah his competition that he had with his brother would still be there either right. way. Let's say he made the his team and his brother was starting. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, and he was benched or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, it's not like you. there's these one moment where I had this one moment of struggle and now from that I was this epic phoenix. It's like, no, you got some other shit going on uh-huh. and it's all adding up. You know? No, that's true. I mean, I think that that's what's become, right? It's like the food blogger who tells their whole life story before they give you the recipe. The whole thing... Our culture does come down to maybe if we were to totally simplify these whole things that it does only come down to a couple things and therefore the story is shorter and so you can't get as much out of it for what people try to get out of it. Uh, yeah, I just think it's dangerous so to, to, add more. to paint this picture of, oh, I'm like him because we share pain rather than, oh, I'm like him because I'm willing to put in the work like he is. Mm-hmm. And those are two different things. Yeah, no it's, doubt. You know, everyone's just... Ooh, it's, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that, that's definitely a perspective. Some people also, though, need to feel like they can relate in order to feel like they can achieve. Yeah. You know? No, I, I agree with that. I mm-hmm. just think that in the era that we live in yeah. where, you know, you know, eight out of ten people are self-help coaches, just check them out. Like, <laughs> Well, that's the Internet's fault. Yeah. It's their fault. Well, yeah. The internet provides the environment to do it. It's their fault if they're not successful. I mean... That's what sucks, is there's so many that are successful that are not good. (laughs) I just think people... I don't know. People have such... I don't know. I'm pissed. (laughs) (laughs) It's because there's so many of them, right? There's so many of them, and a lot of people follow them. Which, it makes me mad, too. I just have gotten better at not following them. But Yeah, and I get people. You're absolutely right. People do need to be able to connect and relate in order to learn. That is... Well, that's like the, the double-edged sword of the internet, though, right? It's like, I don't connect in my real life, so I connect with all these internet people across the world. And, like, there's beauty in that. And then there's also a really, for me, like a deep sadness if you're not connecting in your real life, but you are online. That's a whole different story. But it's also a stupid truth in the world. <laughs> I'm just like thinking of so many weird things right I know. now. <laughs> My mind is swimming. <laughs> Did you get too much sleep last night? No. Mercury in retrograde? Yeah, I don't know. 
I was just thinking about those like store. I was writing these stories like a couple months ago. We were talking about it on the podcast, and yeah. I totally stopped writing the stories because I'm like, this is this is just bullshit stories. They're very, they mean a lot to me, and they're really real. But it's I don't know. I felt like I was getting into that zone where I'm just writing stuff to share it. It's, I don't know, dude. I'm in a weird zone. <laughs> you are, huh? I don't know, dude. That's awesome. I wish I did MMA. It feels like a good time to just like wrestle or something. You know what I mean? Feels like a good time to get into some jujitsu. Oh man! Like put him in a sleeper hold. Put him in a sleep. <laughs> we can leave. I'm being grumpy. Hey, that's the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening. I know this is the time, uh, the shameless, like classic. We need your help, but we do want to get our message out there, and we do want to share this with a lot of people. So if you could share this with others, you could subscribe, you could rate, you could review. It would greatly help us as we continue to push through not only the YouTube as it's fresh, but also the general podcast as we took nearly an entire year off from doing it. And so please do so, share it. I believe that we have some information and some perspectives that could help not only people in the coffee industry, but people in any industry, any walk of life. So do us that favor, do us that solid, bring us that love, and turn up for us, please. And I hope you all have a great time. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.